Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 70 of the Trim Show. I'm your host, Sajid Islam. And today I'm going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of August 16, 2021. Today, first off, we're going to start with LinkedIn. Well, LinkedIn has published a new guide to effective brand building on the platform. So it's a 33-page guide uh, in in their latest series of marketing overviews from the platform, which is also published, which also published a similar branding guide last month. But one key advice from LinkedIn in this thing that really resonated with me was like something I think you all need to know is that before customers come to market in a buying scenario, right, they should be primed with repeatable uh, or repeated memorable exposure to your brand. Then as those buyers come in market, more rational messaging can help you capitalize on this underlying brand strength to achieve the short term results. And this is one of the reasons why I'm covering this right in our podcast, because this is a million dollar lesson right here for any marketeer, any business owner listening to the podcast uh, right now should know that, you know, people don't people only buy from people, you know, like and trust. Right. So you have to always position your brand and make sure you are building, uh, you know, and good image in the people's mind before they come to market with their money to buy something from off of you or in that sector. With that, let's jump into uh, Twitter. So Twitter uh, has paused the verification program after accidentally verifying fake accounts. Again, this is a program that Twitter has been struggling with. At first, you know, they paused it in, back in 2017 and it was paused for some time because they were not sure what they're going to do. Then they opened it up, announced it last year that they're going to open it up and they opened up, our, I think, March of this year. And they were flooded with requests that after three days they put to pause it. Now they have unpaused it. They were going through all this verification, verification process and now it turns out that they have accidentally approved some fake accounts uh, with uh, Twitter verification. Now they've paused it again and trying to figure out how do they um, you know, best proceed. This actually shows an underlying pl- uh, problem with these platforms where having to verify an account with this blue check mark, uh, which is really a big task. Uh, but how I do not know how Facebook has able to figure it out, uh, but I'll let Twitter figure it out. That's not for us, but I just wanted to let you know that, you know, we have covered Twitter's pause, unpause verification system in our previous episodes. So I just wanted to take, uh, you know, announce it and make you all aware that, you know, this program is currently on hold. With that, let's move on to Pinterest. Pinterest keeps uh, on improving their product and this week what they announced is that to maximize inclusion uh, what they've done is they have added a first of its kind here pattern search option which enables pinterest or pin pinterest users aka pinners to search for hair products and ideas based on their hair types this is similar to uh, pinterest skin tone qualifier search qualifier where pinners were able to discover ideas based on their skin color now from the demo video i've seen uh, it seems like 
you know, whether you have curly hair, straight hair, you know, wavy hair, you can search on it and you can filter things and things like that. So this is actually another thing that is really amazing about this thing is the technology has advanced so much that, you know, now uh, computer vision uh, can not just understand the face and the image, but also understands the hair, hair color, hair things. And the uh, Pinterest uh, has used over 500 mil million images to train their AI model, right? And in the past month alone, there were about 120 million searches for hair and over 5 billion pins were created related to hair on Pinterest. So here's another tidbit. If you are listening to it and you're wondering, you know, what's the next business venture you should get into, like hair. People are going to have hair. People are going to love their hair. People are going to express themselves through hair. Maybe that's a product you need to venture into. Uh, I don't know. I'm just... Um, you know, sharing with all these things, you know, check out our show notes where I will have some more uh, examples for that uh, taken directly out of the Pinterest announcements. But this is nevertheless a very, uh, you know, pivotal moment for us in the industry just because what the computer vision can do nowadays. Okay. Next up is TikTok. TikTok has partnered with Vimeo and Canva to streamline content creation. Now, this is great news because, you know, obviously with Vimeo has Vimeo Create Studio. A lot of TikTokers uh, probably were did, did not have the uh, bandwidth or the resources to go ahead and get uh, Vimeo. Same thing with Canva. Canva has about 50 TikTok-related templates for users. Uh, so basically, all in all, what TikTok is doing is TikTok is pushing through forward and creating all these things that unfortunately Facebook has failed, or should I say Instagram has failed, or maybe they tried and they couldn't do it. But nevertheless, you know, this is really good, um, you know, effort from TikTok where it shows that they care about their users, they want to make their users' life or creators' life easier so that, um, you know, they can create more videos effectively and they can, uh, you know, reach their targeted audience. With that, let's go to Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat for the first time has launched Snapchat Trends. This is a big news uh, for many reasons. Number one is you know, now you can actually look at uh, Snapchat Trends and find the most popular keywords shared within the com uh, Snapchat community, uh, whether it's public stories, my stories, uh, and you know this is a searchable database of terms, right? Now, the other things uh, that are good about the Snapchat trend is like you can do product market research, you can write creative messaging and copywriting, you can do build user profiles and personas, you can research key moments and competitive research. This is similar to what Google has, Google Trends, and you know obviously this is yet another uh, data point. You know, if you ask me, I have looked at Google Trends to figure things out, whether, um, you know, certain things like, you know, are taking off. Like, for example, I used to be in co-working industry where I had co-working office, co-working spaces. And I've done trends where, you know, is this an upward trend? Is it a downward trend? Are people searching for it? Because that gives me a lot of idea about an industry, right? Uh, so pin, uh, Snapchat is going to be yet another tool in uh, my toolbox. Uh, check it out. With that, let's move on to Google. So Google has come out, uh, especially John Miller from Google has come out and that says, you know, you should cover all, cover all your bases with search, searcher's intent and your content. So let me unpack this for you and what it means. It basically means that, you know, uh, you know, if you have an e-commerce site, right, you cannot just create one type of content. You should 
try to create content from different angles. Like the problem, let's just say you're selling uh, bicycles. So you shouldn't just create content that is related to bicycle transactional pages, like buy bicycle or bicycle, you know, feature specs, things like that. You should also create content such as, um, you know, best bicycles for you, uh, best bicycles for 2021, why your bicycle is better than this. So, you know, basically what John Mueller, Mueller is saying is like, you know, go into blogs and try to do all sorts of angles because you never know which way, shape and form a searcher is going to search. So try to cover as many as many angles as you can, you know, think of varying use, uh, use cases and things like that. And this is where your search console data comes in handy. Um, so folks, if you don't have Google search console, get it, integrate it, uh, get your site verified, get those data and see what people are searching for, how they are coming, because that will be very valuable to you to write uh, all this content. Okay, next us, Google next up is Google uh, now allows you to report indexing issues. Again, this goes back to the Google search console. If you don't have Google search console, you're missing out big time. But next up is that, um, you know, you if you see a site or a particular page is not indexed or certain aspect of your, of your website is not getting indexed or you're not showing up, you can now file a feature and now file a complaint with Google and they're going to manually take a look at it. This is a big move. Uh, so folks, uh, again, Google does say that, uh, be careful, <clears throat> uh, check their community forums, check support documentation. Don't just like say, I do not know my search is not, my site is not showing up on page one. Maybe it's in page two, maybe it's in page three, right? You know, do some digging. Don't think, you know, Google is going to just do the, you know, legwork for you. If you think Google is there to serve you, uh, I would say don't because chances are something like this, the bug reporting features are going to be uh, understaffed. A lot of people are going to reach out. So just be careful, right? Um, next up, we have YouTube. Uh, so YouTube Studio is getting three major updates uh, for creators, which is aka myself. Uh, so one of the things we are going to get is improved real-time cards. Uh, these cards are going to display up to the minute data on important channel metrics like subscriber counts and video views, right? Uh, next up is going to be an inbox for channel men mentions, which I think is great. Uh, personally, because creators will now have access to a mentions inbox in YouTube Studio. The inbox will show you all the places where your channel has been mentioned on YouTube. And if your channel is tagged in the comment section of another channel's video, for example, the mentions inbox is where you can go to find out about it. Wow, that's great. Uh, I wish uh, Facebook or Instagram would do something like this. That would really be a game changer for me. But anyway, uh, the third thing that they're releasing is hashtag autocomplete suggestions. So YouTube is launching a hashtag autocomplete suggestion, which will recommend relevant hashtags based on what's most popular. This feature works in a similar way to hashtag suggestions on Twitter and Instagram. Start typing the hashtag and YouTube will display possible tags to use along with data on how many channels and videos are using each hashtags. I love it. I love it. So hope you check it out and let's go to the other part of the YouTube uh, update, which is basically uh, that you see on the front end. So, <coughs> excuse me. So YouTube is now updating uh, a few things when 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 you search for videos on youtube.com. Number one is improved visual presentation. So YouTube is making it easier for users to see what a video is all about before clicking on it. The search results pages are now more... Vi uh, 
uh, and now showing instead of showing a static thumbnails users can see a preview of each video when they scroll over it users can now also now make more informed decisions about what content they're going to watch okay next up is automatic translations youtube is making more content available to more people with the introduction of automatically translated captions titles and descriptions which we have covered in our previous shows uh, but what is what they're saying is when YouTube is not able to return relevant content for a user search in their own language, it will translate content. Uh, trans it will return translated content, right? So YouTube will first start with supplementing e-search results with English video with plans to expand more more languages in the future. This is big, folks. Now you have another incentive to create content, not having to think like shit. Should I create English content as well as you know Spanish content? Just create one, and YouTube is going to do the work for you. This is amazing. Third is integration of Google search results. So they're testing this out uh, in India and Indonesia, but you know what they're saying is where they don't have enough uh, content doesn't get returned back say on youtube from youtube doesn't have enough content for a specific niche they're going to go pull uh, google search results and you know put it in there again yet another reason for you to create content 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 folks so stay on the content bandwagon and let's move on to the next part so the next part is Google ads, which is Google ads now is saying that you can uh, in a smart bidding, in a smart bidding scenario or automated bidding scenario, you can adjust the value of con your conversion value. So what this basically means is like, say, for example, you understand that, you know, certain users, uh, certain users on your website uh, are more valuable than the others. Right, a certain audiences are more valuable than the others. So for example, if someone who buys over the phone purchases like a hundred dollars of product, but someone who buys on the desktop is buying five hundred dollars of a product, now you would be able to like you know set a conversion value for each of this scenario. So that way, you know you're signaling and training Google's algorithm, saying you know, hey, if I have someone who is on desktop i'm willing to pay double or triple my you know whatever i'm willing to pay for mobile because i know i'm i end up making more money from that desktop user that's what it's all about so overall it's a great feature as long as you are in the smart bidding space however if you have been following me you know i don't like smart bidding unless you have actually figured out your sweet spot and then you can uh, go ahead and go with smart bidding and you can train the algorithm because you know for all these algorithms you need a lot of huge data assets uh, you cannot train an algorithm with like say $500 monthly budget but if you have 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 mon a mo monthly budget and you have a lot of data volume and then you can train it effectively so why, why I like uh, manual first is like you know you first find that sweet spot you get, know you can be profitable and once you're profitable you're basically putting gasoline in the fire and you just hike it all up um, but that's all for now uh, already folks that's it for this week in marketing now you know everything to be in the know if you'd like to read more make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles once again this is your host Ajit Islam signing off until next week take care bye bye thank you for tuning in this week it was a pleasure to serve you all hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week same place same time for another round of this week in marketing